0: Hi guys, welcome to another episode brought to you by Highcard Podcast. I am your host, Francis Thomas. Today I'm privileged to have a guest speaker by the name of Mawana Tubangura. I will just read Mawana Tubangura's bio for my laptop. Mawana tubangura, she's a fan of Mawa Creative. She holds a degree in social work and social sciences she spent a better part of her career working with women in the community. Also, Marona Tubangura, she's a passionate filmmaker. She's an award filmmaker. She's also worked with different community groups and organizations. And also, she's a screenwriter and a producer. Marona Tubangura, she must be recognized. And she runs a self-care program and a creative story workshop. I'll take this time to welcome Marona Tubangura to ICAST Podcast,
1: Thank you, Francis. It's a privilege to be here.
0: Thank you for joining us on this show today. Please share your passion about this theme that you use to support women in our community.
1: Yeah, so I have made different types of short films. I've made, you know, animation, documentary, live action, and also experimental films. And in recent years, I've really focused on films that address issues about. Mental health for women. So I've created one, which is called I Am Black and Beautiful. It focuses on black women and, you know, the issues that we face, the sense of not belonging in Australia (laughs) and other issues like colorism and also the lack of representation of black women in the media as well. And I've also made a short film, Inner Demons, about eating disorder for someone who is currently a plus-size model and back when she was younger she experienced eating disorder. Yeah so all those sort of films for me are really you know driving the issue about what I'm passionate about which is addressing mental health for women especially for marginalized groups.
0: That's a very interesting insight you're giving me and as a black man myself, I've been so interested to watch those movies that you produced, you know. I just want to know what drove you into a film.
1: For me, it came naturally because I find out that was already innate in me, you mm. know, as a child. But then I took on filmmaking when I came to Australia. You know, I was looking for something like a hobby. Mm. And the first time I attended a filmmaking workshop, yeah. it just felt like, this was for me, you know, is- I could possibly, you know, make them into a film. And the idea about filmmaking is that once you've created a film, yeah. that's there to last forever. Definitely. So, yeah. And it's something tangible, you know, people can play it whenever they want. It it can resonate with them as well. So for me, yeah, it came it came back to, you know, my childhood in mm. Sierra Leone wow. growing up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a beautiful place, a wonderful place, you know. So I can relate to what you're saying when it comes to movie, but one thing I want you to understand: How do you use your creative, your creativity in filming to supporting women, especially minority women, in our community?
1: Yes. So, filmmaking, film itself, it's a powerful medium to raise awareness about different kind of issues, and in particular, I've recently become really passionate about mental health yeah. and self-worth and self-care so through the films that I've done in recent times like I am black and beautiful Mm. which captures the stories of Afro-Australian women Mm. and their sense of you know feeling excluded from society at times Mm. you know lack of representation colorism Mm. being dark skinned and not necessarily seeing that reflected them yeah. and you know we have different types of hair textures and so many layers of issues mm. there yeah. that black women are facing mm. so you know that affects their mental health and I've also done another film about eating disorder as well especially for teenagers who you know might not feel that they're good enough you know because mm. of being a certain way it's like the idea of this is that, you know, in Western society, the ideal body image mm. is you have to look slim. Mm. And whereas that's not necessarily the case, like, mm. you know, we're both from Sierra Leone yeah. and, you know, back when I was in Sierra Leone, mm. when you're curvy, that's mm. considered more beautiful. Yeah. So, you know, people, you know, particularly this film that I made, in a demon mm. was about a Sierra Leonean Australian mm. who struggle with the sense that, you know, they're curvy but at school they're considered a shabby of a way to, you know, get yeah. so many... You know, names thrown at them yeah. and they make them feel insecure. So, for me, through these forms, I really want to address those issues that the women are facing.
0: Movies or the you have created, they're kind of interesting because myself, like when I was in high school, I always have that level of insecurity in myself because, oh, I look at myself, I have a fatness. Oh, man, I'm not going to have attract women that I want, you know. So, that affected me a little bit, you know. So, when you measure about this eating soda, You know, tell me more about this movie. What are you trying to tell people about their self-image, about their self-appearance?
1: Yes, like I said, you know, like with the inner demons. Mm. So we have what, you know, people are the labels that people put on us. You know, whether you're too skinny, you're overweight, you're whatever, you're too dark, whatever it is, people tend to internalize it. And the whole idea about this is that it's eating disorder. It's actually a mental illness. Yeah. So there were two messages we are trying to come across. It's like, okay, this actually exists in the, you know, African community as yeah. well where, you know, young girls will yeah. have eating disorder yeah. and in most cases, you know, we might feel like it's uncommon for African women to go through that just yeah. because of our cultures and stuff, mm-hmm. but because we're living in Australia, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of pressure to look slim. Mm-hmm. And that's portrayed as beautiful. Mm. So that's one aspect. Yeah. Another aspect is, you know, because we call the title is in a demon. Mm. It's really about how you know we carry that label with us. Yeah, how you perceive yourself. How we perceive ourselves yeah. for the long term. Yeah. And the kind yeah. of yeah, greater impacts that it has. Yeah. And even with eating disorder, the idea is that it's still, you know, it's not the end because it's a mental health issue. Yeah. And for someone who has gone through that, Like, you know, it can't happen again. You know, it's like feeling depression or something like that. It can be recurring. But the thing is, as long as, you know, you're managing it, you're self-aware that that's what you're going through and you're seeking help, Mm. that, you know, that's a big step to take.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point there. My next question is, how are we going to use that? Like, how do you incorporate mindfulness?
1: So like you mentioned in the intro, I run self-care and creative storytelling workshops. Mm -hmm. So as part of that, you know, I use mindfulness practice. Mm. So for me, it is really about empowering the women that, you know, you have these resources Mm -hmm. deep down. Like sometimes we don't need to go and seek external things for self-care and mindfulness is simple it's simple, but it's mm. not easy to okay. to practice. You know, mm. it's like, for example, if you are being mindful, yeah. like say, so even if it's just your breath, that's you know something we take for granted. Mm. But if we focus on our breath, our breathing in, our breathing out, and the sensation mm. of the air going, you know, in our nose and out of our mouth, and all those sort of things, you know, that's like that's a mindfulness for yeah. right now. You know, so it's really and also the creative aspect as well so whether you know we're listening to music we are cooking mm. you know we're going about our daily life so we're going for a walk you know just make it more mindful mm. and another aspect is noticing noticing when you sort of drift your thoughts drift away from what you're focusing on if it's your breath you're focusing on are you just thinking about oh what am I going to have later for lunch or Mm. what am I going to be doing or oh you know I just thought about something I need to do right now you know so you're observing what that is and the more you know the more time we're able to sit within that it can be uncomfortable there's some discomfort there sometimes you're like oh I'm just meant to be sitting here and just meditating or just being mindful Mm. but these thoughts are coming But it's actually about observing observing those thoughts as well, you know, knowing that okay, this is what's happening. I acknowledge that. And like a cloud, you know, the thoughts will pass. We have so many thoughts within a day Mm. that, you know, they just come, you know, just think about it like the clouds, you know, they just move past, they move past. So it's really building that resilience and that inner resources that these women have, you know, to be able to manage the stresses. And anxiety that they have daily
0: so the main aspects of mindfulness is all about shifting your mindset that benefits your self-care routines and with that it amplifies your mood and boosts your webbing
1: yes yeah trying to be mindful or you know that sort of thing But it's actually, you know, just observing those thoughts, you know, those critical judgmental thoughts as well. You know, you just observe them well this is what's happening. Like you just let it go, you know. And that's, you know, over time Mm. you start to be, the way I, you know, get inspiration is through what is currently happening for me, Mm. like in the journey that I'm going through, you know, Like if you look at my earlier films, Mm. you'll find that it's about settling in Australia, adjusting to life here, and then the more recent ones are mainly focusing on, you know, women, who we are and what we do and being apologetically ourselves. So there's a variety there. It's You know, part of it is engaging, but part of it is also being reflective Mm -hmm. I want people, when they see my film, to really reflect on, you know, what's going on for them, you know, whether it's the film that focuses on eating disorder or it could be something, you know, about a refugee experience or whatever it is, you know. There are particular things there when, you know, changes happen, like, for example, with refugee Mm -hmm. settlements. It's like a big change happens, you know. That's what that particular character went through. But for you, what is that big change? Was it moving to Australia? Was it doing something that, you know, was out of your comfort zone? You know, So I really want people to reflect and based on what the messages are and do something for themselves, you know, in terms of, you know, well-being or the path they're in in their journey.
0: I'll be happy to lay my hands on those movies. I would love to watch them, you know. So where can I go and find your movies, your films?
1: some of my films which is the video production side of things on mahawa creative mm-hmm. so my social enterprise websites okay. so people can yeah they can find me there it's www.mahawa mahawa m a h a w a and creative is c r e a t i v e .com so you can definitely find some of my there and if there's anything that I've mentioned that you know you want to reach out to me about please also do that through the website as well
0: I'll definitely do I'll definitely jump on that website and have a look and treat myself with a popcorn while watching <laughs> it
1: you know
0: so that takes me back but my focus is on you you know what keeps you going when you eat rock bottom in life
1: Yeah, well, yeah, that's an interesting question. When I hit rock bottom, I usually don't, that doesn't happen to me often because I feel like I'm really self-aware when things are not going right and try to readjust it. But when I do, I think the one thing I have to remind myself is to be very self-compassionate. It's like don't be hard on yourself because this is happening and you're only human This is not happening to just you, you know, knowing that there are other people that whatever it is that I'm facing would have experienced or are currently experiencing as well. I just take the time instead of going about doing my daily work and being in this busy mindset, I just take time for self-care and also knowing, you know, who can I talk to about this issue that I'm facing as well, who are the really In those times of needs, it can, you know, just seeking out help can really help. So someone else can provide a perspective that you haven't thought about, you know. Mm -hmm. And because our minds can be really clouded and we can be self-critical of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's really important if you know that whatever you're doing right now is not working for you, you know, try to seek that support from someone who you trust.
0: Yeah, you made a good point there and that I can... It happens to me, you know, said, "I always wanted to have this particular career, which I will not name the organization, you know, but my dream was to be part of that organization. And that was like, it becomes an obsession to me because for me, when I want to do something, that thing becomes an obsession to me. Anything I want to achieve. I was driven, you know, actually drop out of uni. i got a job, you know, but sometimes in life, like your dream job, your dream relationship can be a nightmare, you know? So that job becomes like a nightmare for me. Yeah. So I practice my self-care and mindfulness from that experience, wherein I was so critical about myself. Based on the criticism I was receiving, I blame myself. You know, I was beating myself, you know, calling myself like I'm not good enough, which of course I know I'm capable. I knew I'm not capable of doing anything I put my hands on but the people around me projecting that negative energy and stuff makes me become so critical about myself. You know, sometimes I look myself in the mirror and I said, no, that's not me. You know, I'm not that, you know, I'm a smart person, I know myself. So when you talk about mindfulness, you know, I started practicing it like, you now, let those thoughts go away and I made some profound comment statement to myself, you know, the world is full of opportunities. We are living in a vast world, vast opportunities every day. So if one thing does not work for you, go back to the drawing board and shift your focus. Shift your approach. Change environment. Change work. Change relationship. Change friends. And also have that circle where you are comfortable and trust people that you can talk to. And be your own self-advisor and stuff. So one aspect I take from that experience, my own personal experience at the time, is to believe myself, to believe that my decision that I'm making, it's a good decision. And sometimes we doubt ourselves. When we get to that, we started out in our decision making. The potential for us to make an error, it's, it's immense. It's there. you know. So that's saying that like, I understand what you're saying, you know? our self-doubt. You know? We sabotage ourselves, basically. You sabotage our own capabilities doing things, you know. Do you have any mindfulness rituals that you practice?
1: Yeah, so my mindfulness ritual, it's just a sort of daily practice that I do is I go for walks. So during my lunch breaks when I'm working during the week, I'll just go for a walk. You know, it takes my mind off things, especially with work if it's, you know, there's so many things on my mind I'm just like it's kind of metaphorical thing just leaving everything behind and as I'm walking it's like just letting go of things and just observing my surrounding whether it's the birds whether it's the cloud just the simple things and also you know gratitude practice is also a very important thing like even just the weather just the little things like I'll walk across I mean I'll walk along and then I'll see like a flower or something and I'll just have a look at it, you know, just focus on it for a little bit and just appreciate it. You know, it's those simple things, but in the long term, they do really help to nourish our well-being.
0: Yeah, those simple things that we ignore, they're really, really they benefit because back home, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine today. We're talking about we live in a Western world. We're basically kind of living a lonely life. And that impact our mental health immensely. Because back home, like, we have friends. Like, for me, I went to a boardroom school, one of the best boardroom schools in my country. Mm -hmm. So making friends was easy, was easy piece, you know. But when I came here, I struggled a lot to establish that friendship network and get to know people, you know. So I feel like another aspect of mindfulness is also having that social circle around you, Mm -hmm. be able to socialize. You know, meet people, but here we don't. I find like most of us, you know, we struggle with that. You know, like my experience here when I first moved to Australia a couple of years ago, it's one of the things I struggled a lot in high school, making friends mm-hmm. and outside of school. So I just, you know, stay at home, watching movies, playing video games. And that can also, you know, shift your mood. You know, mm-hmm. you'll be able to like you watch you go for a walk, have a hobby all these things. But also if you have a very close social network, your friends and family, it helps you a lot. And that's one of the issues like affecting migrant community in Australia. Like myself, we don't have that core friendship going on because everyone is just busy chasing work. We work and work. You know, we were even laughing about it, like weekend is like the gold golden ticket. People don't want to mm-hmm. let go of their weekend shift to socialize. You know. Mm-hmm. So these are little things that we take for granted, in, we live in a Western world where we are exposed to everything. But at the same time, we are so lonely. Why back home, we have little, but we are not alone. We have friends, we have relatives. Imagine like in Christmas time, you know, we celebrate Christmas for the whole week. So I miss such kind of atmosphere. I miss such environment, you know, yeah. because that is one of the ways that we, are. we practice mindfulness, gratitude, you know, so these are, how do you find that balance? How was your experience with your circle when it comes to mindfulness?
1: I think for me, like, the practice of mindfulness is more, like, internal. It's more like I want to take a break from everyone mm. and just reflect on myself. Like, you know, I love being social and, you know, what you pointed out, like, because we're both from Sierra Leone, Mm. it's really, you know, an important thing, you know, being with the community and Mm. even with COVID, that really affected us because, you know, always celebrating and doing things in the community. But, yeah, but for me in terms of the mindfulness practice, it's Mm. just like time for myself. I think there needs to be a balance there. And some people, you know, might be, you know, there's the whole introverted, extroverted thing. So I do respect people who are introverted and like to be at home, reading books or whatever it is. I like a balance of both, you know, like when I spend my time with people, Mm. it gives me energy, but I think too much of that can also drain my energy.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: I keep that balance quite well.
0: Yeah, definitely, you know. If you're able to have that balance, I think it's a good practice as well, you know, but it just like having be able to connect with people when it matters, you know. Mm. As they say, goes, you know, a white knight, you're not going to save the world, you're not going to save everyone you know, but you'll be able to connect with people when it matters. So how can people get in touch with you?
1: So just, yeah, on Instagram and Facebook, you can just search for Mahawa Creative. And also my website is also Mahawa Creative. So you can just get in contact with me there if, you know, if you're interested in self-care and creative storytelling, creative expression workshops. I would be, you know, running some in the near future. So, yeah, please reach out to me or just check some of the things that I do have there. And if you also want, you can sign up for the newsletter, in a essence through oh, the okay. website. So I'll be giving some self-care tips through that.
0: That's impressive. You know, I'm really happy for you. It seems like you're doing great, you know. I would love to see you in the Golden Glove Award in, in Hollywood in the future. You know. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to think about Oscars and stuff. But mm-hmm. for now, I think my thing has shifted. It's like, yeah, I just want to establish my business.
0: Exactly. <laughs> you know, just like what a lot of research revealed that mindfulness has helped reduce stress levels, yeah, increase relaxation, and a practice of self-care. It's really, really important when we the practice of mindfulness that includes a practice of self-care acceptance. Mm-hmm. So mindfulness also like you know comes about accepting yourself, yeah, and self-understanding and self-care. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're able to accept yourself, you understand yourself, you understand your mood. You know how you adjust those things. You know, this can like it includes like meditation, basically meditation, but it's not like a mandatory thing. You don't have to meditate. For me, I don't meditate because I sleep through.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, meditation can be in different ways, Mm. you know. People can sit there and listen to something or they meditate. Whatever works for you. Some people, it's like cooking can be their meditation or dancing. It's really about, you know, what makes you feel present and joyful in that moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, So like what we're doing right now today, Yeah. so what are the three things you're mindful of for today?
1: Mindful of, I'm mindful of my body, mm. just really helping it to feel more relaxed. And I'm mindful of the things that I'm eating, and I'm mindful of the energy that I'm getting as well from people.
0: Okay, just, from people that comes around you. Some people yeah. like you know you can tap into their energy, yeah, you know, and that can affect your mood. Exactly. You know, so like as I earlier stated, you don't have to be meditating for mindfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, mindfulness is not just a meditation practice for when things are rough, yeah. you know. Mindfulness is a way of living, a way of being, being in the present. So like what we're doing right now is a form of mindfulness. We'll be in the present and we do what we love to do best. Yeah. You know, so it's a good feeling, right?
1: Yeah, in terms of mindfulness. In
0: terms of mindfulness, like you measure, you're mindful about what you take in your body. Yeah. You know, it's the same like talking to those women to be mindful what they consume
1: yeah i think if someone especially with domestic violence and trauma-based issues you got to be very careful about the approach you take you know Mm. some people can't sit there and close their eyes you know it can be quite traumatic for them so that's why in my workshops i do creative self-expressions which is also another mindfulness thing Like, for example, if you're doing, you know, arts, if you're painting something, you're not focusing on your body or anything like that. You're really, you know, just focusing on an activity Mm. that you're doing. Mm. So that could be one thing, you you know, expressing your feelings through arts. And I've got, you know, other tools that I use as well. But when it comes to those traumatic kind of things, it's good to not be in, like, the mindfulness, sitting there, breathing kind of thing. It's more about doing activities or expressing how they're feeling or portraying that story, but it can be quite a sensitive area. But so far, I've been working with, you know, people who are just having daily struggles about Mm. anxiety and stresses. With that one, there's just a variety. It can be creative self-expression. It can also be movements and all different, you know, affirmations and gratitudes that they can, you know, adapt in their lives.
0: Okay, that's good. Mm -hmm. So... Moving forward, we're coming to the end of this episode. We don't want to leave our listeners out there with no kind of tips how to incorporate starting practice into their mindfulness or in their self-care routine. This is a game we're going to play. We're going to give our listeners 10 tips. So you're going to give five, I'll give five, 10 tips to our listeners. So I start off from you. What is your 10 tips that you want to give out?
1: about self-care about
0: self-care or incorporating that into a self-care routine
1: so one tip will be you know like i said be mindful of what you eat yeah because you know we are what we eat exactly (laughs) so one simple thing is you know drinking water
0: yeah it helps to dehydrate you
1: it helps a lot of things headaches there's a lot of benefits there early in the morning the first thing i do is have warm water
0: oh that's amazing you know that's good Especially all this sticky food that we eat, oily food and stuff. You know, it's good cool to drink hot water, to wash yeah. it down. You know, my, I would say, when you are in a good company, enjoy it. When yeah. you are more in a good company, enjoy that moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the second one I would give out there, when you exercise, work out without judgment. Yeah. When you exercise, you don't judge, or oh, haven't done enough, or I haven't even developed any apps yet. Yeah. So that's one. My second tip I'll give out to our listeners. Anything else that you want to add to this?
1: No, no, that's all.
0: Okay, this brings us to the end of our episode. It yeah. Was really lovely to have you on board. It was really lovely sure. to have you on iCast podcast.
1: Yeah. And
0: um, I look forward to our next episode that we invite you on as well. It's
1: and a pleasure. You're
0: yeah. welcome. You're welcome. You know. On that note, I just have a little bit thing to say to our listeners. You know a little self-care can go a long way towards helping us lead a happier and healthier life. So don't take your self-care for granted. Practice mindfulness, love yourself and love the people that surround you, your family and friends. With that, I'm your host. I'll see you next time. This is still your host, Francis Thomas. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now.